your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Excuse me. And on today's show, we will be discussing Tom Wilson because we kind of have to. I know this is an Avalanche specific show. He does not play for the Avalanche, but down that just has a ripple effect through the entire league. It doesn't matter what team you're rooting for or doing a podcast about. This is something that needs to be talked about. So we are definitely going to be talking about him. And with the season winding down, I thought we would check in on some of the big awards that the NHL hands out and where any avalanche player stands within those awards. And do they have a shot at some of the bigger ones? So we'll get into all of that stuff. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, LOPN underscore avalanche on Instagram, search for locked on avalanche and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And, and I'm already getting some regarding Tom Wilson. Um, you know, I'm not going to rehash the whole incident by now because you've most likely have heard about it. And I'm sure a lot of you had the same reaction, which was Tom Wilson again. And, you know, that that's his style of play. You know, he wants to play that uh, rough and tough style of play, which is fine until you cross boundaries and cross lines. And he does that all of the time. And that's where people are getting frustrated here is that he's doing this. It, it, it's, almost, it's not surprising anymore when he does something like this. And that's the non-surprising part. What the surprising part is, is the NHL basically coddling this guy and, and not to give him a $5,000 fine and no suspension is basically telling him do it again. The NHL, well, you know, not the NHL, from fans, from players, from uh, journalists, from, you know, people on that, that uh, you know, report the news. Everybody is basically saying there's no place for this in hockey. But you know who's not saying that is the NHL. The NHL is basically saying the opposite. The NHL is saying there is a place for this. Because we are not going to punish it. At least George Peros is not going to punish it. And he is the head of player safety. And he just made it open season for literally any hockey player out there. And anybody that likes to play a physical style of game, if they want to, if they have no morals, they can amp it up if they want to right now. And some of them are thinking that they can, some of them, uh, you know, in their head say like, well, I shouldn't really force the issue too much because I might get in trouble for that. 
And now they're probably thinking, I'm going to go for it because I'll get a $5,000 fine, which is peanuts and no suspension. Unless you're a player like Jacob McDonald from the Colorado Avalanche, who should be throwing his arms around in protest saying, how did I get a two game suspension for what I did with no history? And Tom Wilson can do this over and over again. And he gets slaps on the wrist. That makes sense. You can't make the argument to me, um, you know, look at what other players are doing and you know, you, you can't, that's, that's a, that's a empty argument to me of what other players, players are doing, because this is the guy that's doing it. This is the guy that's doing it more than the other players. Sure. Let's go look at what other players are doing. Let's go look at what Jacob McDonald's doing. Yeah. He had a, a, a hit to a guy's head, which you are not allowed to do. And if you want to suspend him for two games, so be it. Where's the consistency in how you're bringing down punishments. There is none. So if you were, if you were going to give Connor McDavid, when, when the whole, the, the Connor McDavid elbow happened and then the Jacob McDonald thing happened. And I was thinking, there's no way they're going to suspend Jacob McDonald a day or two after the Connor McDavid elbow, which resulted in nothing, a $5,000 fine. So go look at what McDonald's doing and he gets suspended. There's zero, zero consistency in what the NHL is doing. And this is, this is, this hurts the sport so much when you, when you are in hockey, in my opinion, is the greatest sport out there. But from a wide perspective, you know, they still have a long way to go to get more viewers and some of it, you know, that's why maybe they went over the ESPN to, you know, the, to, to get into the ESPN machine. But when, when you get talked about in bigger circles, when stuff like this happens, people are going to, and that's the only time people notice that don't really pay attention to, to hockey. And they say like, see what goes on in hockey. Hmm. Why, why would I want to watch that sport? Not really taking into account, you know, this could be the one and only thing all year long that piques their interest, but it doesn't matter. It's that one thing. And to them, it's all the time, even though it's only happened once or twice a year. So this is not, this is, this is a stain for the NHL. This is not a good look for the NHL at all. If you had suspended the guy and came down hard on him. Uh, I think people would have more respect for you. I don't think anybody really that's on the outside looking in really respects the NHL for doing literally nothing to this guy, nothing. And he knows it. And that's why he stands in the penalty box with his Jersey off making stupid Hulk faces because he knows nothing's going to happen to him. Wouldn't you be cocky too? Uh, I don't know. Like the, I don't like the argument when people says, well, look at what this guy does. Look at what that guy does. I just don't like that because the only guy that we're talking about is Tom Wilson. I care what Tom Wilson does because he's a dangerous man. He's a very, very 
dangerous man. There is a way to fight on a hockey rink and he doesn't do it that way. There is a respect in fighting, which is sounds like an oxymoron, but there is a respect factor when it comes to fighting in hockey and he does not have it. He does not have the ability to care about another person's well-being. That is a dangerous person. That is a person that should not be playing the sport. Shouldn't be. He he could have almost killed a person with what he did to Artemi Panarin. And that's not being dramatic at all. But what I loved out of this was the New York Rangers statement. Uh, They did not hold back. I'm not going to read it in full. If you haven't seen it, which it's everywhere right now, definitely go uh, take the minute or two to read it. Uh, Usually when a team comes out with a statement about something they don't like, they can be forceful while beating around the bush at the same time and not directly using player's name. They use Wilson's name multiple times in this statement. And not only that, they threw George Peros in there and said he is not fit to do the job. And that gets two thumbs up from me for the New York Rangers. That was a bold statement. And the game they play Wednesday night. And I'm hearing, well, I'm not hearing that is going to happen it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that Washington doesn't even put Wilson out there. And how ironic would that be that they don't put him out there because they fear for his safety? I hope and pray they say that if for whatever reason they don't play him, if they do play him, this is going to be a scary event because hockey doesn't go the soft route when stuff like this happens. If Wilson's on the ice, you know something is going down 100%. You know it is. And it might not even be once. This might be throughout the entire game where if Washington doesn't sit him uh, or or not have him take the ice at all, they might have to rethink that uh, by the end of the first because the Rangers have really nothing left to play for. Nothing left. And the NHL just proved to them, you can do whatever you want because we're not going to take action. But watch them do it now. Watch them do it when the Rangers want to retaliate for Wilson of their superstar player. This entire thing is ridiculous. And, And we have to talk about idiot players like Tom Wilson but that's where we are. And we are going to continue talking about him until he gets some treatment, maybe some mental health treatment. I don't know. Cause he's not all there. He is not all there. And no, I would never ever want him on the Colorado avalanche ever. And I see people saying that too about, Oh, every GM in the league would want him. That has nothing to do with this guy's attitude and how this guy plays. Maybe it has something to do with the way he can play. And what he's capable of, but he's also capable of horrible things, which he's proven. I would never, ever want him on the avalanche. And if by any means he does end up in a Colorado sweater, if he hasn't changed his tune by then, 
and he's the same old Tom Wilson. I don't want to go down that road. I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be an avalanche fan, but uh, I, I can root for my team and not root for a player. And that would absolutely happen for me. So we will see this, this Ranger game. Uh, and th- this, this is not over. This could be a scary thing. It could continue to be scary. And um, we'll see where it goes from here, but people are not happy and, and rightly so. So let me know what you guys think. Like I said, get a hold of me, locked on avalanche at gmail.com. All right. Uh, we are going to talk about Locker Room. This episode is brought to you by the Locker Room app, and it is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you are in, you can talk with me, other fans. Uh, sometimes athletes are on there doing rooms, insiders in real time about your favorite sport team. I will be hosting two locker room chats this week. I mean, doing one on the national show with Adam and I, that one is going to be Wednesday night at eight 30 Eastern. And then Thursday night is the one for this avalanche show. That's at nine 30. If there's not a game, I don't think there's a game on Thursday. No, there's not a game on Thursday. So that will be at nine 30 for the avalanche one. So Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news and rumors. And like I said, you can download the free Locker Room app right now. It is on iOS devices and it is now out for Android in beta. I don't think they have the chat feature in the Android version, but you can still join in the call and listen to the call if you wanted to. Uh, Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join any of the sports groups like football, baseball, basketball, obviously hockey, uh, and join the groups for the latest league updates. So follow me at Locked on Avalanche to be notified when my room goes live. And I know you want to miss it. It's a lot of fun. We've been doing it for about over a month now, and it's it's definitely a blast. So, uh, like I said, tomorrow, you know, Wednesday, eight thirty for the national show. Thursday, nine thirty for the Avalanche show. So we'll see you there in the locker room app, changing the way we talk sports. We're also brought to you by the one and only Built Bar, the greatest protein bar. Ever. And you know that Built Bar has nine delicious fa- flavors consistently, and then there's always new limited edition releases. And when you talk to the Built Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorite bars. We have a chat going on with the hosts, the uh, hockey hosts, and it gets heated in that chat sometimes when we somebody will bring up Built Bar. Uh, it just happened because I got, uh, I ordered another one because coconut, the uh, coconut brownie chunk is my favorite. So I posted about it and it set off this wave of, of chat because that won the uh, March Madness. And some people were so upset about that. So it got into this whole thing. So people really are passionate about their favorite built bar flavor. If you have one such as the coconut brownie chunk, there's mint brownie peanut butter brownie. There's something for everybody. So uh, not only are Bill Bar flavors 
great in taste. They are also healthy. Most of the flavors contain 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. And a couple of flavors have 18 grams of protein and 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. They have amazing flavors. They're all tasty and they are all healthy. So, and if you don't know what to get for your mother on Mother's Day, Built Bar is the way to go. You can go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off of your first order at builtbar.com. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15, LOCKED15, for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, so the Wilson thing will never really go away for a few days, but uh, we will move on from that for now. Um I thought it would be good to, like I said in the beginning of the show, to get into some of the bigger awards and do Avalanche players stand any chance in getting any or some of them? Um, It's kind of amazing how things have changed, really, and and we'll get to that. But players that were maybe leading, I would say, in a specific category, maybe have dropped down a little bit or dropped off completely. And some players who maybe were up for something. And then because of these two pauses that the avalanche have had, maybe have fallen off, but have come back. Uh, It's always interesting around award season. And it seems like the avalanche don't really get the love that they deserve. Um, when it comes to these awards, they kind of throw out award here and there just to satisfy, just kind of recognizing that, yeah, we know you have a good team, but we're not going to give you the big awards. We'll give you something to make you happy. <laughs> Is that going to happen again this year? I don't know, but let's start with the general manager of the year. And man, if <laughs> if Joe Sackick isn't nominated this year, like he was not last year, some something is is amiss here and you know there's conspiracy theories at play if it doesn't happen this year uh depending on who he's up against i'm not going to get into that stuff but uh you would have to think he would at least have to be nominated and you'd be hard pressed to find a gm for me that i think could beat him so for me, if, if you were to tell me what, you know, out of all the awards and all the Avalanche players that could be up for those awards, who is the most surest thing for a, a win? I would say it's not even a player. It's a former player in Joe Sackick and general manager of the year. That would be my <clears throat> putting my money down uh on the favorite horse to win the Kentucky Derby. That would be Joe Sackick for general manager of the year. I, I, I kind of feel, I hate to say it, but I kind of feel like even if he gets nominated, that's a victory because he hasn't been, which is just ridiculous. But I think this is the year that he, he brings that home. So <clears throat> for the Jack Adams award, you know, the coach of the year, uh, Jared Bednar just never seems to be, he, he has been, um, the year after they turned it around, he was up for that, but I do believe that was also the first year that Vegas was in existence <clears throat> and people kind of, and, and they did, you know, that they just assumed that 
uh, you know, the Vegas coach had, was just was going to win it, and he did. Was that unfair? Who uh, who's to say? Uh, but again, I don't. This is one of those things where are you giving more credit to the guys on the ice, or is it the coach who is making the product on the ice what it is? And I've said it's a little bit of both. It's definitely a little bit of both when it comes to the avalanche. You have to give credit to the players. God, they're they're the ones playing. Uh, but there is a system, and the Jared Bednar system works for this roster. Um, <clears throat> but I don't I don't see him winning the Jack Adams. Um, and sadly, I don't even see him being nominated, which is kind of a sham, if you ask me. Uh, I do. I think he should be involved in that for this year, but maybe you'll be surprised. Who knows? Um, the lady Bing, we got this one last year with Nathan McKinnon. He is not going to be up for that for a repeat win, uh, for several reasons. I think the one that everybody points to is the launching of the helmet. (coughs) Excuse me. That'll do it. (laughs) That will knock you out of contention for the lady Bing. Uh, no doubt. But he has, I think last year he had, uh, it, it was right around double digits, maybe even less in penalty minutes, which is what everybody looks at for the Lady Bing. They're, they're looking right at penalty minutes. And he's got 30-something right now, let me say. <clears throat> 35, which is the most on the team if you're not counting Liam O'Brien, who has 40 in 12 games. So if you throw Liam O'Brien out, Nathan McKinnon has the most penalty minutes on the team. I would say, you know, Valanchuskin only has four penalty minutes on the season. And that's the thing. Like I said, that is something that is heavily weighed when it comes to the Lady Bing. Uh, Could he be up for that? Uh, I mean, they'd take a little bit more into account. But yeah, the one thing that they do look at is penalty minutes and you need to be playing a lot of games. They don't want someone that's played half a season. Um, but Nichuskin has been in 49 games this year. Um, and four penalty minutes. I still look at somebody like, uh, Devon Taves who has 14 penalty minutes. And when you're playing a defensive game, uh, sometimes you, you, you just get called for more penalties on being a defensive player. I think that's good. And Sam Girard is, you know, right behind him with uh, 16 penalty minutes. Uh, do I think Taves is going to be up there? No. Um, but I think Nachuskin maybe has an outside chance at this. Like, he doesn't play the game uh, like a Tom Wilson way, should I say. So there's a possibility. I think there is a possibility that he could be there for the the Lady Bing. So, um, all right, let's do a quick break and then we'll do the Selkie, the Vesna, the Norris, and of course, <coughs> excuse me, the Hart. But first we are going to hear from Wealthfront and investing can be complicated, but whether you are a beginner or you've had investing success and you've been in it for a while, for years, Wealthfront still makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, 
No watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. Best of all, it is automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. Also brought to you by betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and NHL winding down, NBA winding down. You can get in on all of that action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info uh, for all your sporting needs for baseball, basketball, hockey, even UFC and MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. When you go to the website and sign up, you will receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. <coughs> Excuse me. The throat is a little dry tonight, so I apologize for that. Um, all right. A few more to go here. So the Selkie is the best defensive forward. And we had just mentioned Val Nachuskin, and he was pretty close in that. I think he finished fourth or fifth last year in that. Um, I don't see him being around for that this year. Who could be for the avalanche? Uh, again, I don't think it's somebody that is going to win it, but it could be a Valnichuskin thing where, uh, you might get some votes. Tyson Jost. He might, he might get a few, uh, and the way he's been playing as of late, he's moving up the, the depth chart being, you know, manning that second line. He's been a, a big piece of the puzzle on the penalty kill. Uh, I could see him getting a, a couple, you know, fourth, fifth place votes. Very possible. I don't think anybody in the Avalanche is really going to win that one, though. Um, nobody really for the Avalanche is up for the Calder this year. Could have been Bone Byram if he had played more. That's not going to happen. Um, the Vesna, that's, <coughs> excuse me again. The Vesna is, uh, that's an interesting one with Grubauer. I think everybody in Avalanche world would love to see Grubauer get that. He's definitely, definitely going to get votes. That is not in question. Uh, it's just, there seems to be a, a log jam of goaltenders who are all deserving of this. Um, and, you know, you ha- you're always going to have Vasilevsky there. He's always going to be there for the foreseeable future. Our Marc-Andre Fleury is there this year. And d- does uh, does Grubauer have, have enough? It, I think this, of all the 
of all of the awards for this year, um, I think this one is going to be the closest in voting. Um, man, I, I don't know. I, I, this, I would, this is the one where I would not put any money down because I don't know who's going to win it. You, you, you think like Vasilevsky's going to win it because he got the name recognition. He's won it before. Uh, you know, Tampa is still, you know, the defending champions. Um, and even Varlamov is in there. We're, our, our old pal, Semyon Varlamov is in there. It, it, it's a, it's a log jam. So, and which one of those guys is going to be eliminated? Because, you know, they only invite like the three of them for each award that goes down to three guys. I don't know where this one stands. I just don't have a good feeling about it. I don't. I, I, I think he's deserving. Um, and you look at something like shutouts. I think um, Varlamov just had another one. So he's got one up on him right now. Uh, Grubauer is right there in numbers with with the best of them. But I just don't think, sadly, you know, it at some point it becomes a popularity contest. And Grubauer is not as popular as someone as like Marc-Andre Fleury or even Varlamov and definitely Vasilevsky. So that's where we stand with that one. Would love to see him win it. And I think he would be deserving. Uh, But if I'm being honest, I I don't think he gets it this year. Uh, The Norris, (coughs) this one is interesting because a month ago we, and, and I saw websites that had Sam Girard as the number one uh, player to obtain the Norris. And he was in there. They weren't wrong. A lot of people were saying that, um, it's not like his play has fallen off. Uh, but ever since Kale McCarr returned from his injury, McCarr's kind of reestablished himself as the dominant force on this avalanche defensive unit. Uh, not only you know dominant defensive force on this team, but in the league, and people are kind of pointing to McCarr not having as many games played. But I don't. I, I you can't hold that against anybody for this season. If, if they've missed half the year, then fine. <clears throat> but if you've missed a handful of games like Kale McCarr has, uh, he is in that conversation. I think he takes this. I, I do think uh, people recognize the greatness of Kale McCarr and uh, throw away the you know the handful of games that he missed. It's not significant. Uh, doing what he's doing, even with those missed games, yeah, I, I do think Kale McCarr will win uh, the Norris. But that will be a close vote as well. Uh, I think that will – nobody will run away with that. But I think in the end, it, it, that is Kale McCarr's for sure. And then the big one, the heart. Uh, and again, with this one, um, Miko Rantanen was in the running. He might still be somewhat, but what Nathan McKinnon has been doing as of late, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Gerard and Rantanen, and then, you know, uh, Makar and uh, Nathan McKinnon have kind of taken over those those two guys. <coughs> I. I don't th- – this is Connor McDavid's. Connor McDavid is going to win the heart. We can we can put that to bed. What he's doing is phenomenal uh, from a points perspective and from a value perspective. That's the thing that I always – that drives me crazy about when they hand out MVP awards. It's more or less who had the best season. 
over value. Uh, right now, um, y- yeah, Connor McDavid's value can't be denied for the Oilers. It can't be. Neither can Nathan McKinnon's. Um, and McKinnon is coming on late, and that will hurt him. That will not – it won't be enough for him to <clears> – again, he will get votes. Um, I don't think uh, – it's probably going to go McDavid, Matthews, and uh, McKinnon because Matthews and McDavid have been more consistent over the entirety of the season than, uh, than Nathan McKinnon has. Not to say that Nathan McKinnon started off slow or anything. He he was producing in the assist department. Took him a little while to get going – in the goal scoring, but he's, you know, he's been, he's had, he's had a solid season all year round, just not what McDavid and Matthews have done right from the jump for those two guys. So I think avalanche players for the most part will represent well. I think they'll win a couple of them. I think they'll win the second, win the GM. I think McCarr will win the Norris, um, but you'll get votes. You'll get votes in the heart. You'll get votes in the Vesna. Uh, maybe it's a stretch for the, the Selkie and the lady Bing, but, uh, it wouldn't be other own possibility that somebody gets a, a vote or two, but for the bigger awards, like the Norris and the heart and the Vesna, you have players getting votes and, and, you know, that just proves, uh, how good this roster is and how good this team is. So, uh, let me know what you guys think. Do you think anybody's going to win it or is there players in some of those, uh, categories that I didn't name that you think could get a look or two. So let me know, lockdownavalanche at gmail.com and follow on Twitter, LOPN underscore avalanche. That will be it for today, everybody. Let's uh, see how this Tom Wilson thing plays out. This is going to be a soap opera. Um, and you just hope nobody else gets really hurt. Yeah. But like I said, the NHL doesn't seem to care. So um, that'll be it. So thank you for tuning in today and every day. It's always appreciated. And uh, that's going to be it, guys. Go, Abs, go.